Mercedes-Benz of Nashville for allowing us to use their conference room today. I am also joined, of course, by Cameron Martz and Abigail Martin. Hey. Hey, y'all. Oh, yeah. And I'm Abby Miles. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's just jump right into it. And let's get started with Victor Arvidsson. Victor Arvidsson right now is doing pretty well. He has 33 goals and 14 assists as of right now. Do y'all think he's going to hit that record? I don't know. With one game left of the regular season, I have full faith that Victor Arvidsson can do it. I mean, he did it in a shortened amount of games anyways with him being hurt for so long. I think all the guys are kind of like, we've got to get Arvidsson that goal, and that's kind of like what they're going to be pushing towards. Like, obviously, there's a lot on the line with this last game in the regular season, um, but what's nice about the Preds is they have their fate in the palm of their hand. Every other team in the Central has to kind of wait and watch what happens. Um, but the Preds, if they win, they win. They win the Central. They, I don't know how they won the Central with how bad they were playing for a while, but you know what? Take it with a grain of salt and go right into the playoffs. Yeah, I'm not going to complain. I mean, heck, whatever. The Preds will clinch the Central Division title if, as you said, Abby, if they win this against Chicago and if they get one point and Winnipeg and St. Louis lose. So there's a ton that's going on right now, and I really, in the locker room, I'm pretty sure the guys are going to be like, okay, let's get this for Arvidsson. He's been here for a short amount of time, as you said, Cameron, and he's so close. I mean, it's Jofa he's working with. Jofa's capable of anything, as we've seen. So, and with the win over Chicago, that's going to be huge. I know, and I don't even care if it's a good goal. I just hope, even an empty netter, I'll be happy. <laughs> like, just to end off the regular season, Victor Arvison getting the franchise record for goals. Like, that's all I could ask for. I, w- I wonder if Philip Forsberg is, like, worried. Like, does he want Victor Arvidsson <laughs> to break his record? Or does he wanna does he want to keep that record there? I mean, either way, even if Victor doesn't get the last, like, the franchise record goals, Victor Arvidsson's still up there. Yeah. So, they're it, just tied. Isn't this the first time in, like, a hot minute that the leading, like, teams in the Central haven't broken 100 points? Yeah. Which I think is pretty, like, amazing. This is the closest it's been in a while. And it's nerve-wracking. I don't like it. People have joked this whole time, like, oh, it's going to come out to the last day. Well, folks, here we have it, the last day of regular season. Everybody's freaking out. What's going to happen? Who's going to win? Who's getting home ice? What's going what's gonna to go down? This is the first time for a long time that no one's known for sure this is what's happening. This is Chicago's chance to get revenge. Yeah, after the December 1st game. Yeah. Not even the December 1st. Preds literally broke them. Oh, 100%. Getting swept, and then they missed the playoffs the next two years. That's sorry, not chance. sorry. And now they're they have the chance to knock the Preds out of a Central Division title, yeah. and to hold Victor Arvidsson's title. They won't. Mm. They could. Would you? I have full faith on I have full faith in Arvidsson, <laughs> but I mean you can look at it like that too. Like as a Blackhawk, you're like, oh, I franchise records, no thanks. I will hold you to that. I mean, worst comes to worst, do you guys want home ice advantage? Like after. The 2017 playoffs showing how okay yeah home ice advantage is nice especially with the fans of nashville but in 2017 it didn't matter if it's against the blues i honestly don't care about home ice advantage because you saw how the blues came right into bridgestone and just took everything yeah they don't care but 
Also, one thing about the Blues is when the Preds beat the Hawks in the 2016-17 season, the Blackhawks won the season series 4-1. to one, And that's exactly what the Blues did this year. So, <clears throat> I see a sweep coming on at Blues. The Preds play Dallas. It'd be nice to have home ice, which would be really cool to play Dallas in the playoffs. So, let's move on to a topic I'm sure Abby would love to talk about for hours on hours <laughs> on end. Everybody buckle up. It's about to get frisky in here. Abby Miles, <laughs> how do you feel about Austin Watson's now second return to the season? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy. And it's not even like he isn't contributing. Like, he's not just a player that does his shift, gets off. He went to Milwaukee, had four goals in two games, which, like, doesn't say much. It's an NHLer against AHLers. But, I mean, that's still a lot. Um, and then he comes in, and then his first, well, second return to the team in one season, he gets two assists. Yeah. Like, he's obviously contributing, and you know how he plays against the Blues, so Preds play them in the playoffs. The, the Preds have the Blues destroyer on the ice at all times. The penalty kill is doing better. The team is doing better. Austin Watson can play every and all positions if they wanted him to. Put him in goal. I was ready for that one. <laughs> Put him in goal. That 6'4", man. Wait, is he, he's 6'4". 6'4", 18th overall. Oh, my God. I'm so happy. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Are you sure? We can probably almost, not. We can have a little bit more time. We'll yeah. probably honestly, have to go back to Honestly, it. I'll probably bring it up later. Probably. It'll be there. It'll come up. I'll make it come up. <laughs> it's just crazy because didn't you call it, Abby? Yeah. I Well, I didn't, like, call it, call it, but I had tweeted that, I like, I was seeing how much, like, the Preds were missing without him. And how the penalty kill was struggling in just in all areas. That was like during their slump for a while where they just weren't winning games. And I just tweeted that I was realizing how much Austin Watson, like how much of an asset he was. And then literally, what, like three hours later, he was reinstated. And mm, I'm a psychic. Uh, I charge $20 an hour. Um, wow. Expensive. Wow. Good really. rate. Okay. Please call Bridgestone Arena or email Bridgestone Arena for appointments. They've hired me. <laughs> Glad you work at Bridgestone now. Yeah. This is new information. Yeah. We're getting exclusive information. Like, we didn't even know this. Okay. <laughs> okay. Not with this again. But you were talking about earlier just an overall, like, penalty kill. And even the power play. Like, the power play hasn't been horrible as it has in the past. Yeah. Thank they've you. They've definitely, yeah, they've definitely picked up their pace with, I mean, you don't need to score. 10 power play goals in five games but that one power play goal every once in a while really like helps keep the momentum of a consistent power play and that's what the Preds have been doing yeah and they're contributing shorthanded too didn't, exactly. we, didn't they go like two games in a row scoring a shorthanded goal something like that I know Johansson yeah. got one Arvidsson did too at home love that I love that for the Preds it's always good when you can score on the penalty kill but who knows on the power play <laughs> I mean power play right now Phillips leading with seven goals Craig Smith with four, and Taras with four. That's a bit. I mean, it's not as nice as Preds fans would want it, or the Preds, for that matter, would want it, but it's there. It's not completely non-existent, so that's good, I guess. But do you think not having a power play – I know we're switching topics, but do you think not having the power play could be really effective in the power in the playoffs? Yeah, Absolutely, 100%. Do you think it could be something that could kill – not kill them, but – really put them down under. Yeah. Power plays okay. are a much bigger deal in the playoffs. Yes. And I know you brought up Kyle Turris. He was slumping for a while. 
What do you guys – and he's, he's brought his game up a little bit more, but do you think that he deserves – a spot consistently on that roster or during the think, playoffs? Do you think it could be because of line changing? Because I don't know about y'all, and I'm pretty sure y'all have, but the line is, lines have been changing a lot. And, like, throughout the game, it's not even just to getting a new set of lines through, through a different game. It's first period, you've got this, and then second period, whoop, skirt, we have completely different. Like, I was taking notes of the game at home, the last home game, and there were about, like, three noticeable changes where everything was just altered and, I don't know if that doesn't get in your head, and maybe that was wrong with Torres, and you could argue that for Benino. Do you have consistent line mates? It's a matter of finding that chemistry and consistency, and hopefully they find that for the playoffs. Adrenaline kicks in. They're going to have each other there. It looks like they're finally starting to get some chemistry, like you mentioned, as of late, which is really nice going into the playoffs. Obviously, we didn't, they didn't want to go out looking lost. Yeah. But it looks like they're finally finding themselves, which is very nice to see as the playoffs begin very, very soon. They started flirting with the line. I got, I mean, I don't know about y'all, but I got worried for a minute. I was like, oh, no, <laughs> chemistry's struggling a little bit. I mean, are the Preds going to be able to change that and find it to go into the playoffs? Because, I mean, that's got to be such a confidence killer inside the locker room. Fixing that, as part of a team, fixing chemistry is one of the hardest, if not the hardest things to do. And to find it so late in the late in the regular season that's insane we're gonna see how that plays out but I don't I don't know if you can put it on one player I think it's gonna be the chemistry how you all, each work together do you think Grimaldi deserves Turris' spot more than Turris actually does because I mean now he's scratched ever since Watson came back and all that do you think that coach Laviolette should switch him I think he should try it like, Grimaldi obviously, pro- like, he proved himself mm-hmm. for a spot on this roster. And for him to be scratched, and as well as we were playing and as consistent as he was, it's hard to put him on the scratch list for a guy that hasn't been as consistent. Um, but I guess if they were to try it, it would need to be in the final game, which I don't think that they'll do. And mm-hmm. I, I, it would be very dangerous to do that in the playoffs. Everything's really very dangerous. Switching anything up is dangerous I mean the Lavi has mentioned that heck is your starter I know going to goalies but what if do y'all ever get worried that the Preds are exhausting Pekka and by playoff time he's going to be like dead I don't know I mean recently he's been really well like he's been playing super super well he has which uh, go ahead and no I mean what were you you no I mean the Preds have not had a sufficient defense in front of him, so he's been standing on his head. He's been doing amazing. But I'm getting worried that he's going to be exhausted heading the playoffs and adrenaline's going to be the only thing running for him. That's a couple of months that he has to play for solely off of that and for his want and needs for the team. I mean, we all know he loves his team. But I'm getting worried that he's going to be exhausted and something's going to happen. Do you give him the Chicago game to rest? Do you take him first round you switch him in sorrows like what would y'all do if you're in Lavi's position I don't know I'd probably I'd see how Pekka was doing and then decide because I feel like it's going to be kind of like a Pittsburgh situation in no offense but in the 2017 playoffs when they started Flurry he played the first series didn't do very well and and they brought in Murray and brought him all the way to the cup. I mean, it's really just depending on how the coach really sees who's playing better and who you need to bring you to the cup. Well, if it were to happen like 
Pittsburgh in the 2017 uh, playoffs, if they did start Pekka and he didn't do so well, would you trust – do you think UC Soros could lead the Preds all the way to the Cup? 100%. Yeah. I think it's crazy that, that the Preds have such a tandem. People don't think of Soros as just another backup goalie. People think of Soros with – you have all the confidence in the world with him as well. And, yeah, he has off games too, but what goalie doesn't? Yeah. I mean – People don't look at Soros and if he's in net, you're not like, oh, that's an automatic win or an automatic loss. But I don't know. That's really special that the Preds have that. And you mentioned not having a stable defense in front of Pekka. What do you guys think of Bobro in the couple games that we've been able to? Me and Abigail love that day. (laughs) (laughs) My heart. Okay. Okay. This is okay. We got to get it. This is Abigail's Watson moment. Like, well. It's your time. I, first of all, when the Preds, when Boston season ended, I feel like every Preds fan was like, uh-oh. I, mm-hmm. You're not really excited for a season, for a team season to end. And for him to also leave his senior season with the university, that is beyond. I, I'm not complaining. I am very grateful. And I haven't, I think he has worked well on the ice. I haven't seen anything for... Abby, you're Kevin Fiala. We're going to rewind a little bit. I haven't seen anything as bad as that. And I'll have to go to Kevin. Um, I mean, the that's one, setting a really low bar. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, the one thing is the whole Columbus thing. Like, the turnover in neutral ice during the Columbus game. That's that wasn't. The one. Yeah. That wasn't fully his fault, yeah. though. Yeah. So, like, that's probably really the f- one thing. And yeah. you think anything. as a rookie, like, you would be – like, imagine being in that position, you're just, you're in your college season and you're thrown into an NHL game. That is insane to think about. And he didn't burst under pressure. He's been working his way. He doesn't, no, he doesn't look elite, but hello, like he just got to NHL. But there hasn't been anything that's made me go, oh, yikes, major yikes, rewind, hit the rewind button, take him out. See, that would be the only spot that I – like, I think I went yikes a little bit was that turnover against Columbus. Even that wasn't the biggest I mean, that's, deal. that's a typical – That happens. Mm-hmm. I've seen PK do PK. it twice in one game. And Any NHL – even the best NHLer turns the puck over. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just something that happens. Yeah, yeah, and he has the perfect D partner in Ham Hughes, like a veteran. So he gets to skate with somebody that is experienced as Ham Hughes is, which is perfect. And I don't know how long Ham Hughes is going to be here. He's – probably gonna he'll probably go through the playoffs and I don't know if he'll be here next season it'll probably he'll probably retire yeah Yeah. um so who would you guys put Fabro with next season potato okay oh my god stop (laughs) Tony if you're listening I miss you (laughs) Kevin not so much Ponch Ponch I miss you (laughs) Kevin I don't miss you let's bring back Shea Weber oh my god let's do it let's just let's do a Preds throwback where we bring everybody back. Like, it's going to be like the Blackhawks. We can do Hornquist. We can do Weber. Yes. Oh, God. Where's E-Rat? No. <laughs> JP, do you want you to really throw it back? Arnon, if you're listening, we are here. Sully, we're here. Um, Leguan, we're here. No, I don't like Leguan. I love Leguan. Mm. Goodbye. Bye. Who else? Ribeiro? Ribeiro was on, was doing the morning skate with, like, a bunch of his little junior preds. Junior preds. Nick Spalling, if you're listening. Um, Cody Franson, if you're listening. Cody Hodgson. I mean, he's in Nashville. Who else? McGratton, if you're here. McGratton, oh my God. 
Who Jonathan else? Blum, if you're listening, oh my gosh. Chris Mason, if you're listening. <laughs> Chris Mason, if you're listening. <laughs> Guys, I'm literally about to cry. We're throwing the bat signal. Uh, <laughs> who else? Who else do we want? Jared Smithson. Hello. Dan Ellis. Smithson. Oh my god. Anders Lindbach, where are you? My heart's hurting. Carter <laughs> Hutton, if you're listening, we miss you. <laughs> we miss you a lot. It's okay. Patrick, just please come back. Please. I would do anything. Abigail's literally over here crying, just letting everyone know. Ever Patrick Hornquist. The man who scored the game winning goal. In 2017. I called that goal as the bad thing. I looked at I remember I looked at my mom like whenever the whole Pittsburgh like the Pittsburgh schedule came out and I was like, it's gonna happen. I I just knew he would score a game winning goal. And I was like, and I'm just going to cry because I wasn't a big fan of James Neal. Let me clear, clarify. I could not stand James Neal. I was. I know. And, and then Haglin had to get the 2-0. to zero. Fucking cunt. Goodbye, Haglin. Never liked you. Go back to your country. Welcome to the Washington Capitals. <laughs> <laughs> so since we haven't done a podcast since before the trade deadline, I want to ask you guys your opinions on Granlin and Simmons. Simmons, great net front presence, just as we had predicted. Um, he's contributing. He's a hard hitter. He hustles. Granlin's been okay. He's kind of been invisible a little bit. Mm-hmm. He hasn't scored. He hasn't scored yet, has he? He's scored one once or I twice. They, I think they each have one goal. But even then, just Granlin, he kind of reminds me of Forsberg in a way, Whoa. but not like not Whoa. like the not Whoa. like the good Forsberg kind of way. Like, you know how Forsberg will, like, have a shot, but then he'll try and be, like, pretty with it, and then he'll lose it sometimes? Yeah. I feel like that's kind of where Granlund is at, where he'll have an opportunity, but he'll want to give it to somebody else, or he'll want to, like, make it a better opportunity, and then he'll lose it. And I just – he's been kind of inconsistent, but I'm hoping he'll kind of step that up when the playoffs start. I haven't, You're just hoping. <laughs> I haven't lost faith. I think oh, – no. I really think he – I mean, I think it goes back to the whole chemistry thing and mm-hmm. lines are changing. You don't know what to expect. I mean, he's never – him and Simmons both not playing with the Preds all season or long at all. What is this month? April. Got here in February 25th. Hello. But, like, I think it's a matter of finding that spot. And I think there's a ton of hope. I mean, Simmons, he does have such a great net front presence. And that's what Preds fans are like, okay, Simmons exists. Granlin kind of gets lost in the mix. Yeah. I think. Which is like, that's why it's tough for me to kind of base anything yet. Yeah. You want to give him that chance, too. To yeah, really but then, show but it. But then you saw Kevin Fiala. He literally went to Minnesota and he was like, all right, I'm here to f some shit up. And then he did. Against the, the Preds. And that's it. He's been silent since then. That's it. That's But really, that's all you really ever want when you get traded to a different team. You want to play your former team. And literally just blow stuff out of the water. And that's exactly what Kevin Biala did. He made an impression. He did what he needed to do. And now he's gone. I think it was because of the tribute video. The lack of one for that. He was like, hmm, I don't have respect here. Goal. Goal. Sorry. Well, if you really want to respect here, you should have played better. <laughs> yeah, true. It's not hard. It's not hard to get respect. Just play to your potential. I mean, everybody saw... Okay, we're not. We're going to get on a Kevin Fiala rant. We need to stop right now. <laughs> yeah. We're getting you further. So the playoffs. They're so close, you guys. What? I don't even know where to start. We don't. Nobody knows what's going to happen. We don't know if the Preds are going to have Central Division. We don't know if they're... Ugh. 
there's so much that is left unanswered right now. But who, if you get to pick who the Preds play, where they end up, who are you going for? Who would you rather play? Obviously, I'd want them to end up them first and get a get the division. But mm-hmm. I want I I want Dallas. I think it'd be a cool series to have before they face in the Winter Classic, which I believe all three of us are going to, right? Yep. So if you see us, come say hi in a year. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But now I'd rather have Dallas. I feel like the Preds match up better against them. Dallas hasn't been in the playoffs in a minute. They're nervous. The Preds scare everybody. Preds are uh, very intimidating. Um, And I always like the chance to see uh, Rattelov get his ass kicked. We'll see. The only and Jason Spezza, Jason Spezza, can you you can jump off a cliff. <laughs> um, the only downfall I have with facing Dallas is their netminders. Literally, Kudobin, amazing. Stands on his head every time the Preds play them. Bishop is on fire right now, like on fire right now. He's just too good right now. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> you never know when it comes to the playoffs. So. Yeah, that's my only thing. I'd probably, if anything, I'd want to face the Blues. You wouldn't want to face the Blues? No, I would. You would? Really? Yeah, more than Dallas. See, I'd rather face up against dangerous goalies than dangerous, like, forwards. And the Blues have Tarasenko, they have O'Reilly, they have Shen, they have Steen, they have literally so many. And then they have Bennington, who has been playing phenomenal he was just named rookie of the month for the second month in a row and then it's just like yeah Dallas has tough has tough goalies but the Blues have tough forwards defensemen and goalies I think the Preds could get past Kadobin or Bishop and all they really have to deal with behind that is like Sagan and Ben and sometimes Spezza Abigail so who would you like to face off in the playoffs I I'm really with you because not even the matter of defense is struggling in front, but Tarasenko scares scares me. Because he always seems to pop off against the Preds. Mm-hmm. Always. Like, last time the Preds faced the Blues, he had a hat trick. And it was at home. Stop it. I was there. I don't want to talk about it. I know. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. But realistically, he scares me. He threatens me. And then O'Reilly, too. Yes. But Tarasenko always hops off against the, the Preds. And I... Ugh, my nerves are just rattled, and I can't take it. But I'm with you because I, the Preds have the depth to go through, fight through, go through Kadovin, etc. They pose less of a threat to me than the Blues do. So if you're listening, there you go. Okay, and what if somehow the Preds face off against Winnipeg? Mm. I think we forgot about that possibility here. I think we just didn't want to mention it. Yeah, <laughs> but sure. that's scary. Um, I don't like that at all. Yeah, I don't know if I really like that either. Never mind. No, I don't want to play Winnipeg. Winnipeg's... Even, like... I am, I hate Even it. if the Preds somehow made it out of a series with Winnipeg, they would be beaten up. Yeah. And I just don't think after a series against Winnipeg that really either team will be able to go far after that, you know? It's just both teams are just going to get slapped that entire series. There's big guys. There's a lot of goal scoring. I don't, I don't want Winnipeg. Okay. I don't want it. I don't either. I don't want Winnipeg at all. I would rather have to do like a 14-game series against <laughs> the Blues or Dallas. 
then, then play Winnipeg in the second game yeah. yeah, I mean, as you mentioned last year, they're both going to be beat up no matter who comes out of the playoffs. So how Winnipeg got trashed last year in the playoffs right after. By so, an expansion team. Uh, you can go that route, yeah. But uh, avoid, just avoid it. <laughs> Abort mission. <laughs> Hopefully they get knocked out somewhere else. Deal with it later. We I'm, knock. We knock them to the Eastern Conference. <laughs> <laughs> or just like, get, lose the whole league. I mean, not you lose the whole league. Oh my God! Lose I the whole organization. <laughs> Gets relocated back to Atlanta. <laughs> I know one person who'd be happy. Uh, so, besides the Preds, who do you guys think? No, non-bias. No, nothing. Who do you hundred percent strongly believe is going to win the Stanley Cup? Tampa. Tampa, you. I, I I want the Canes to win, but it will be Tampa. I think Tampa's gonna end up choking somewhere. I think that that's exactly what I think. See, we said that throughout the whole season, and what did Tampa do? Clinch the President's Trophy by like twenty points, but the President's Trophy curse. But if a team were to like go against those odds and like make the curse not happen, I think it would be Tampa. That's fair. I How think. many points did Kucherov have this season? Like a hun- almost 120, like, over 120. And he didn't, sc- like, a lot of those are assists. That's what, like, blows me away. Like, he, I just, He's a playmaker. I, don't, I don't see any team getting past Tampa. And I know it's going to bite me in the ass, but they're going to get eliminated in the first round somehow. Swept in the first? Swept in the first round. Well, as of right now, if they, like, if the playoffs started today when we're recording this, they'd face Columbus. So... Bye, Columbus. <laughs> is Bye, Columbus, Duchesne. Is Bye, Columbus Panarin. going to get their first playoff series win? No. Not against Tampa. That'd be funny if it was, though. That'd be funny, but it's not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, you're right. But I want I want the Canes to somehow do it. That would be imagine. Can you imagine the after game, like just post game, the celebrations? Soul Think about search. all the cra- I mean, I know I keep going back to this. They go, they go bowling with the Stanley Cup. Yikes! <laughs> 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 don't think anybody would be too happy about that. They could play shuffleboard with it or something. Oh my god! How is that worse than bowling? Because it's not being thrown. I mean, you do slide it, just oh, not rear back and throw it. The storm surge. Oh, yeah, no, I know. I know. We're talking about the storm surge. I was talking about you. You still throw it. What are you gonna hit? What are you gonna hit? No, but like you have a little touch. You're not slamming it. Well, no, you wouldn't. Stop being stupid. Like, bowling, like, they'd roll it, and, like, it would hit the players. Okay. Okay. Whatever. Either way. One moment. We've been hearing for years that hockey doesn't belong in Raleigh. And, like, you saw the emotion on those fans when they clinched a playoff spot. Yeah, it honestly made me, like, it bothered me. No, I was in tears. Like, it's beautiful. And for, I mean, they don't have Cam Ward anymore. So, I mean, Cam Ward's already a Stanley Cup champion. So, since we're talking about the playoffs, if the playoffs start today, who do you think would be the biggest upset? I mean, no, but I think it would be Columbus just for the sole reason of how much they gave up and how little they actually got for everything. I mean, they only have two draft picks this year. So, I honestly didn't want to see them in the playoffs. If they don't, I thought it was going to be funny. If they don't win the cup, then they're slacking from what they really paid for. They're not the going to win the cup. No, of course they're not. But, like, that would be the expectation for how much they got and how much they gave up. So how would you guys feel about 
another Washington Pittsburgh first rounder. Because that's a possibility. If the Canes win their last game and the Penguins don't, then the Canes jump. Depends. And Washington and Penguins will go in the first round. That would be fun. Very will Washington fun. Uh, wipe them out? More like will Washington uh, go back to back? I don't know. Or are they going to go back or are they going to go back to being I mean no, it's not the same as the President's Trophy, but clinching Metro, are they going to go just splunk like they would with the President's Trophy? Last year was the exception, please. No one yell. But There's two ways of this. They have two different histories right now after last season. So hmm. I don't know. I'm excited to see though. I think it's going to be fun. I think this playoffs is going to be one of the better ones. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting playoff season. Especially with now the Canes being in it, the Ducks not being in it. Goodbye. Thank God. Chicago. <laughs> Chicago. Oh, Chicago wasn't in it last year, so. It's not we can still throw their. We can still throw their name in there. Yeah, though. true. Just think about <laughs> it. One year ago today, the Preds had just won, and then Columbus knocked the Blues right. Not Columbus, Colorado knocked the Blues right out of the playoffs. Oh man, that was fun. I bet it was. Yeah, it was. And like played the game at Bridgestone because it was either the Blues or Colorado that the Preds were playing. Yeah, and Columbus literally just gave up that game, benched all their good players just so they wouldn't have to play Pittsburgh, and they ended up playing Washington and still losing and not winning the playoffs. They were up two nothing though. That's that still is so weird for me to like look back on. Two nothing, and Washington just came in and said, eh, "Whatever," and just won the series. And then won the cup. Drew Bauer is a Stanley Cup champion. Now with Colorado. Yeah. That's still so weird. It is. All the trades. So the breakaway that we're going to feature on today's episode is the breakaway from future National Predator, Artemi (laughs) Panarin. (laughs) It was against the New York Islanders, and it was Columbus's goal to get up 2-0, and he pretty much just went glove side, and it was beautiful. Like, absolutely beautiful. I feel like Artemi Panarin being on, like, the same team as Matt Duchesne and Cam Atkinson isn't fair. But, you know. Um, I don't know. It It's a nice goal, but it kind of made him look slow because he was already at center ice when he got it. I don't know. Panarin doesn't impress me anymore. Anymore? Anymore. Okay. He's not in a Preds logo. I don't care. <laughs> Two contradicting views. We have a future predator, and no, absolutely not. Oh, I mean, like I we mean, have the Temi, same view, really. Yeah, I mean, Artemi Panarin, the Preds have him. Then it's not that big of a deal. Whatever happens, happens. We're not foil. Sucks, but we can draft. Let's just draft our own team. Okay. Okay. What's our team name? Breakaway Beauties. Kraken. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's steal it before Seattle does. <laughs> Okay, guys, we're starting a new team. The Breakaway Beauties Kraken. <laughs> Go ahead. Season tickets will be available for purchase in about three months. And so y'all stay tuned for that information. Catch us getting all the good guys and paying them, like, a dollar each. I want, I want, I want a bunch of jerks. Oh my yes. God, Hello. 
All right, and on that <laughs> note, that concludes this podcast. I'm so sorry. Well, we're so sorry that we haven't been recording lately. We have been very, very, very busy, but we will get back into it. So thank you for tuning in, and we cannot wait for the next one. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.